Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now at Esther chapter 2, looking at verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. In this section, um, it continues the narrative that leads to Esther becoming queen. If you'll remember, King um, Xerxes divorced Vashti, his queen, because she refused to come before his drunken guest so he could show off her beauty. So because he um, felt disgraced by this and lost face by, you know, all who were in attendance and heard her refusal, he divorced her. But let's listen to God's word as we go to chapter 2. Looking at verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. Later, when King Xerxes got over his raging anger, he remembered Vashti, what she had done, and what had been decided against her. So the king's personal staff said to him, Search for attractive young virgins for the king, and appoint scouts in all the provinces provinces of your kingdom to gather all the attractive young virgins and bring them to the fortress of Susa, to the women's quarters. There, in the care of the king's eunuch Haggai, the guardian of the women, they will have their beauty treatment. Then the young women, then the young woman who pleases you, your majesty, will become your queen instead of Vashti. The king liked the suggestion, and so he did just that. Again, Esther chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, in God's Word translation, which titles this, Esther Becomes Queen. I'll be back with insights, and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again is Esther chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. And I have written quite a bit down, so let me get right to it. This passage makes it clear that the king is no longer angry at Vashti but nonetheless must maintain his former position against her. And remember, he acted out of uh, probably uh, because he lost face. He felt disgraced by the actions of the queen. And his counselors were like, "If what if other wives think that they can do the same thing? You need to do something to get her back in line. But let me get back to the commentaries. Um, the, the the servants, his office, his staff went through great pains 
great, you know, it uh, was extravagant how they tried to please the king with another wife instead of Vashti. I guess they saw his displeasure and they wanted him to be happy. Josephus says that when his anger was over, he was exceedingly grieved by the uh, the matter that had was and that it was carried so far, and would have been reconciled to Vashti, but that by the constitution of the government which he signed, the government the judgment was irrevocable, that therefore to make him forget forget Vashti, they uh, contrived how to entertain him first with a great variety of concubines, and then to fix him with the most agreeable of them all for a wife instead of Vashti. So I think I'll kind of go with Josephus on that one, that he probably was regretted. He probably regretted his hasty decision. And it's unclear how much time passed between the decree to divorce Vashti in chapter 1, verse 22, and the moment when the king starts to miss his wife. It may um, be that the king remembers the events of his drunken party as early as the next day. And, of course, it's too late to take any action because he signed this edict that went to every province so that every wife would know that they are to respect their husband and not put them down. But anyway, back to the commentaries. It could be that the uh, narrative has significantly moved forward in time with the king later re uh, recalling the events of the party when uh, he finds himself in need of a queen. And the text could also imply the king is reconciling, uh, not reconciling, recollecting events with his queen, with Vashti, and probably positive ones. And, of course, he's made this, this decree, and it can't be changed according to the uh, rules of the, the Medes and Persians. Once it's signed, it's gone to every province. It cannot be taken back. It can't be rescinded. And the king did not seek advice this time, but advice was offered, and he took it. He liked it. There were only three requirements for the type of women for the uh, that for the king. He wanted they should be attractive young virgins. In other words, they should be beautiful, young, and someone who has not had intercourse. And um, it doesn't describe how the young women were sought. If they were kidnapped, that's what one um, commentary says, that maybe, you know, they were kidnapped or trafficked. And I thought about the nursery rhyme, not the nursery rhyme, the fairy tale Cinderella, where every eligible young woman was supposed to present herself before the king. So that's what I think. It could be far from what it should be, but that's what I think. And the search of, uh, of course, ridiculous proportions across the empire, 126 of 127 provinces. Again, it sounds like a fairy tale. The king has to find a bride, and he tells every eligible young uh, virgin, you are invited to the palace. You, The king will take care of you. And it shows that the king 
It's kind of dim-witted. And, uh, and one commentary says it's uh, throughout the book. Uh, there are no indications whether the women had a choice in the matter. They could have been, again, kidnapped. They could have uh, been hand-selected. It doesn't say. In uh, Esther, the term harem and the room where the women lived is generally a house for women where the you know the eunuchs take care of them and um let's see the women being gathered were not yet regarded as concubines since concubines were specifically in the care of different eunuchs and the beauty treatment just indicates to scrape or the rub or some kind of exfoliation and uh it took six at least six months for this process but we'll continue with the book of esther Let's end with prayer. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your care of us. We thank you as we read the book of Esther, that even uh, in confusion, as the king has caused, just because his wife did not do what he wanted her to do. So he caused all kinds of confusion, but... God, you are in control. So even in our confusion, in our chaos, you bring order. And we thank you for that. Father, we uh, ask for those who need you in a special way. Ask for uh, prayers, that you hear their prayers, that you hear and answer. Praying for my brother as he's in a place where he's not doing really well right now. But we're still trusting and believing you for healing. Praying for uh, one of our church members who lost her, um, her her daughter, and the church member has been sick for quite a while, and I don't know if her daughter was her major caregiver, but we're praying for that family right now, Father. They need you in a mighty way. Praying for another church member whose uh, daughter um, suffered an injury. Continue to cover and protect and provide as only you can. And God, there are so many other needs. You know what they are. Uh, We know that you can hear all of us and you can answer and you can um, provide. We thank you for your angels, for for their protection. Thank you for the blood of your son that saved us from sin, that washes us clean. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who makes intercessions for us. And we praise you and we bless you. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.